Hey, what's up, friends? So, unfortunately, this episode uh, was rife with technical difficulties. Um, so, the audio is pretty fucked up. So, I apologize for that. What happened was uh, I had made some changes in the studio to actually better accommodate doing this podcast. And I made some changes on the hardware that I didn't reflect in the software. And so, unfortunately, Jason, our guest's microphone was actually not on or it wasn't recording. Actually, we thought it was on, but it wasn't recording. So I did my best to clean it up, and uh, because the conversation was so good, I didn't want to just scrap the episode. Uh, you know, Jason came out, so I apologize to Jason, apologize to anybody listening, but it is what it is. Uh, and then we also had some computer issues going on throughout the uh, recording too, which kind of killed the flow of the conversation a couple times which also sucked so it is what it is mistakes happen i'm sorry but if you can uh, deal with the crappy audio there's some great conversation in here with jason so uh thanks for listening please check it out sorry about the crappy audio peace It's funny you sing that. Um, I watched, well, I kind of watched this Jamie Foxx movie today called Day Shift on Netflix. He like fucking hunts vampires and shit. It's kind of wild. It's Blade? It's like Blade? No, uh, Blade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley Snipes? Yeah, it, it, nah, not really. Like, because Blade <laughs> is a vampire, ain't he? Or some oh, shit. I don't I don't know. Half vampire, half yeah. man. Good call. <laughs> yeah, 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 baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Foxx is just this dude that fucking kills vampires. It's kind of like a horror comedy. Oh, it wasn't Snoop bad. Snoop's in it. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what talking about. You just was singing that, so I was just. Yeah, yeah. I kind of fell asleep though because I was just high. <laughs> so, what's up? What up? If anyone's listening, welcome back to the Dangerville podcast. I'm Boss Danger. We're here with the infamous Mach 3. What is? He and I are dressed the same today. <laughs> Twinsies, twinsies. <laughs> Blue shorts and black t-shirt. Rocking this Holloway shirt for the Rocking record. The Holloway shirt. It's a pretty dope shirt. Represent right hard, my friend. Um, today we got our very special guest for episode four. Our second guest. This guy here is one of the best producers in, I would say in Michigan. Definitely in West Michigan. Uh, he is the owner-operator of Exit Door Productions. He is a killer guitarist, probably one of the best death metal guitarists around, I would say, too. Technical death metal, what do you consider you? Technical death metal? I mean, yeah, I could, yeah. you could say that, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's becoming less and less throughout the years. It's, just because it's not about <laughs> impressing anymore, right, right, right. you know, it's more about can you write a good song or not. Absolutely. But, so welcome Jason Ingersoll, oh. a.k.a. MC Infinite. How you doing, bro? Hey? Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that intro. I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on. I sort of wrote it down. That was off the cuff. Yeah, that was <laughs> hell of an intro. That was impressive, man. Like, a little intimidated you being in your presence after I'm that thing. Twice, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm going to stay here for a while. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, though. Thanks. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah man. man. Of course. So we've known each other a long ass time, but yeah, also kind of not. Like, we go yeah. way back, but yeah, kind of yeah. don't. My microphone's fucked up here. Um, I was telling him that your first band was with my brother and Dave started one of your first bands anyway. Coming yeah, that was my very first band. Jamming in my basement, yep. which is uh, where I still got Dangerville 
Studio B there in that basement I was talking about. Yeah, that's why it's so crazy too, just because we've known of each other for so long. But I knew your brother. We played with my cousin Adam Garvey, and that was the first show I ever played, just like out of the shitty little combo crate. And yeah. we, we played out in this party in Spring Lake, and it was the first time we ever played. But your brother played drums, uh -huh. and as we discussed the last time we hung out, uh, Dan was on bass, and then okay. Dave Stark. Yeah. You know, singing. Dave was singing, singing and playing yeah. guitar. Yeah. Or uh, my cousin Adam Garvey was actually singing. Okay, and yeah. Dave was Adam doing Garvey, some yeah. singing, and then yeah, right on. Yeah, so yeah, just weird how things go around like that. Yeah, I'm sure it was pretty terrible. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> what were you guys playing? It would have been like probably Metallica covers. Sober from Tool. Uh, okay. Fuck it. What are the easy songs like? Fucking I was Sweet remember. Dreams from Marilyn Manson. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Got to get that low hanging fruit just oh, off yeah, the yeah, bat yeah. for sure, brother. Bones by Allison Chains, just the zero one two three songs. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, Dave always playing like corn songs. Yeah, uh, he showed Fine. me how to play Unforgiven by Metallica. Yeah, I remember that because I was just learning how to play guitar. Yep, he, he was a, a good guitar player, man. Yeah, I mean he still is, right? Yeah. Still doing it. Uh, I don't. I don't know because like I actually recorded um, the product of society he was in a band with Brandon uh, Pascua okay uh, they were called product of society I don't yeah. know if you I think seen I, them or I think I saw them maybe did you guys play with them out at that fucking bar and Twin Lake or Probably, something that came yeah out? yeah now that I think about it yep yeah something like that but yeah so anyway like I recorded them, but he didn't really play guitar. He just kind of sang and putting the joint down. I'm good on that for now. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. But yeah, so I don't really know. I don't know. I know he said he was having some hand trouble or something like that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when I saw him uh, play with you guys, he was still fucking throwing it down, dude. Just yeah. clear. <laughs> yeah, he, he's always been a good, great musician. Yeah. And then speaking of, do you know Steve then? Yes, yeah. bro. Yeah, I was in. Uh, so in Steve and I were in Drumline together, so I knew him pretty good. And, uh, we were uh, actually trying to get something going a couple of years ago because he was. We were both kind of like between bands, and we were like, "What the fuck you doing?" You know, like it's just hard. You know, dude, I know, but like his that band asked me anything. Yeah, that he was in. Like that's still to this day. I'll listen to it all the time. That's like if I was gonna be in a band like at all, that's the kind of band I'd want to be in. It was kind of like, like, like pop indie punk. rock. Yeah, right? or, that's yeah. that's exactly what I want to do. Like good songwriting. Yeah, like shit people actually listen to. Like right. people like would come out and see it instead of like, hey, come see my fucking technical. Death <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a good fun yeah. show, yeah. man. There's a real dearth of like good fun. Just yeah. like go see it. Exactly. Like, you know, slam a couple beers back yeah. and get after it. Fucking death. Leopard style, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm technical death metal is a hard sell. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You only do it for yourself, uh -huh. and then it's so discouraging. You wonder why. All right, so <laughs> I got to get a quick clarification in here. So when you're talking technical death metal, because you got ten thousand subgenres, like, are you talking like Meshuggah style, fucking math metal with a little bit of fucking like extra scream mixed in, or what's uh? Like, what's a proxy band here? So, uh, are you familiar with maybe a band Necrophagist? A little bit, okay. okay. They're they're kind of like melodic, technical metal, yeah. you know. They okay. Still, still write songs, you know. But Sugar's kind of more along like I guess what you'd call like gent, yeah. where it's kind of the weird time signatures and shit. They're like kind that. of the Godfathers of that. Yeah, and then you have like the deathcore where there's more breakdowns and shit like that. So we're not like 
that, but we're kind of a mix in between. Okay. I mean, it all kind of stems from actually the band Death, right? I mean, like, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I mean, it really, if you go all the way back, it's yeah, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, sure, yeah, and, yeah, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, Death, they say, was the uh, you know, creator of death metal, but everybody yeah. like kind of every, sure, sure, will yeah. argue the point that he copied someone else or whatever. Yeah, everybody right. You know, yeah. it's just like yeah. anything else. Everybody's got it. So, did you ever see there was a uh, a flick about it with one of the seventeen Culkin brothers, right? And I'm it's kind of escaped me right now, but it was about the uh, the fucking original original OG apparently death metal band in. Norway, Sweden, or somewhere thereabouts. You know what I'm talking about with the that one dude that ended up killing the uh, oh, the yeah, other guy. Yeah, there, yeah. you're talking yeah. about black metal. Yeah. You're talking. Yeah. About yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's a uh, different sub. Like I said, yeah, so many god. Metal. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Can't keep sure. this shit all straight. Yeah. But them motherfuckers take that shit serious, yeah. bro. With the yeah. inverted crosses and the they're burning down. Like, churches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're burning down churches and yeah, like Burzum. Burzum. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Burzum. Yeah. Emperor. Loosely related. In yeah, that stuff's like, like, but them guys are fucking corny, man. No, that's what I'm saying. Is that stuff's like not like actually even like good. Like it's like no. I don't know. I, I yeah, of course, going down those rabbit holes. And to me, it's just like okay, like this is. And then to be fair, it's just fucking kids. That you know, they were 18, 19, 20 doing that shit or whatever. But people fucking like love that shit like oh these are like the fucking and it's like yeah okay it's like well, in a way though it's kind of it's interesting because like similar time frame you're talking all the hair band shit where you're kind of acting out like i know it's obviously a completely different genre but just in terms of like it's this whole theatrical thing and you are playing into xyz whatever your version of xyz is right so it's like the get all shit faced do the party thing you got the death metal guys that are super fucking death metal kind of playing into yeah. the whole scheme you know what i mean yeah man yeah it's like um that's kind of how music always goes to it's kind of like what's what's happening now is kind of the thing that like a lot of people will try to gravitate towards but some people will just stay true to what they started with you know what yeah. I mean? so yeah. but the hairband shit it was like when that shit started popping there was just a lot of people trying to do that you know even pantera was fucking that's how they started <laughs> hair yeah. band you know yeah it's hilarious um, diamond Diamond Daryl, 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 they were, they were like hair band. They had like the yeah. uh, fucking eighty-eight or whatever. Oh like Jesus, man, it's real old school. Okay. Yeah. What do you call that? The fucking spandex, spandex and the, the hair and the whole thing. Then they were just kind of like, well, this isn't really us, and that shit was going out anyway during that time. And, yeah. You know that. You know, so they just. So if you're coming to the Senate, all right, what do you think? That's a great thing, because I wanted to ask you, what do you think of this Pantera reunion? Everybody's got huge opinions. What's your thoughts? On the Pantera reunion? Yeah. Um, or whatever you'd call it right now happening. I think uh, I think uh, statements have came out, and they're very aware that it's not, it's like an homage to Pantera. So if you approach it with that, like, you know, some people are calling it a money grab or what have you. Mm -hmm. I fortunately got the chance to see Pantera like five times when they were around. So for me, it's like I might go see it just because it's like I like the musicians involved, you know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, it's not really my place to say one way or the other, to be honest. It's their fucking business. Yeah, right. Like, Agreed. I know. I know. Uh, at the end of the day, some people are going to be mad about it because yeah. it's not the real Pantera. Yeah. But fuck, dude, Phil's band right now is playing mostly fucking Pantera songs anyway. He's right. got some band called the. 
it's not even super joint or down it's yeah. some other the illegals philip ensemble okay. and the illegals and they're yeah, like yeah, they're sure. playing like a bunch of fucking pantera songs like yeah. there's always shit like coming up like yeah. watch phil's band play this pantera song so it's like he's already doing it anyway. going back right. to the well you got that built-in audience for sure man you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's like why not it's still his fucking music you know what i mean all this pantera talks got That's me <laughs> i forget what the actual show was it might have been tool or something but one of our buddies swanta was out there with us and there's like some contingent of pantera fans for whatever reason it's like oh man he's talking about that whole i shot dime bag t-shirt oh, yeah. so you remember yeah. he was gonna show up with a shirt that said i shot dime bag it was like right <laughs> oh. that's just a joke you know yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> oh man people would think that way yeah yeah serious, bro no i'm the kind of the opposite of you though is i was enjoying just fucking shitting on it talking shit like it seemed does seem like a money grab like i don't know i'm probably not right or maybe i am but that's you what might. I was, yeah you might be to me it's just kind of like you know after all this time now they're both both the Abbott brothers are gone now and now all of a sudden these guys are popping up like this and like eh, i don't know can i say one thing yeah it's not necessary right yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> i mean that if, if that's that's probably my opinion now that it's not yeah. necessary yeah i mean it's not my place to say like but man if you got a chance to grab a bag to get a little bit of that sweet well, sweet cheddar man like why the fuck not dude it's and they true. built it so you it's know true. like it's not yeah, you know yep. everybody's got to cash in at some point right. gotta make yeah, a goddamn true. buck dude. Right. Right. so it's still their music at the end of the day right right, right. Like if they still have an opportunity to maybe make some money off of it again or even yeah you know if you look at it in a different way to object maybe it'll get people that aren't aware of pantera into pantera yeah indeed yeah. and so there's always that option yep something circulates a little exposure a little oh, awareness and economics are always yeah. a factor by the way yeah. podcast uh dangerville sponsored by uh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the pantera <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like to me it's this one's a hard one though because the Abbott brothers were so crucial of that band like they were really the core you know you can say what you want about Phil and Rex they're great it was all their band I get it but those brothers were yeah you know so that's a hard one it's not like it was some other band of just like four random people and it's like oh the drummer's gone but he wasn't really that important or whatever like I don't know the tones are undeniable live and in the studio yeah. drum tone and guitar tone from those two dudes and like we yeah. were discussing before we turned this on when you talk about players it's about the player at the end of the day yeah. it's about vinnie playing those drums yeah. like charlie's sick as fuck from yeah, anthrax yeah, and i yeah. love anthrax and i love charlie but Vinnie Paul is the one that plays those drums, mm -hmm. and that's the way he plays it. Signature like, sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, agreed. And I love Zach Wilde, right. but I don't care if you play a washburn and plug it into a crank yeah. amp. It's, it's not. Like it's going to sound yeah. like Zach Wilde, and it will not sound like. Drums. There's always that chemistry factor, yeah. man. Regardless yeah. of John or whatever you're talking, like it's got to mesh, it's got to gel, and sometimes it's just fucking huge, man. Yeah. Signature sound can't be undersold. I was never all that huge into Pantera, honestly, though, you know, yeah. uh, I was maybe a little young. I think you were a little um, young, you know, and they just, it never really caught me. Um, not that I haven't heard it all and like it or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, but like, it, it was never like a band that I was like, this is like my band, you know, I was never yeah. hanging my head on it. Um, I didn't go see him. They played, you were probably at the show. It was at like LC Walker Arena yeah. back in the day. Like I didn't go to that, um, you know, kind of wish I would have now. Right. Where were you? when you heard uh of dimebag daryl's murder where were you, what were you doing i'm sure it's one of those things where everybody remembers where they were or whatever 
or maybe not <laughs> <laughs> i i don't remember man i i just uh i think i write it online or something like that i think i read it on a blog or came across that to be honest i don't remember Do thinking remember? through statistics it was likely i was uh jacking off and playing <laughs> playing some n64 or whatever the game I thought that was gonna be a great question well let me tell you mine because it's kind of funny i was working in the mall and uh this old you know you know like mall walkers like old people that like go to the mall for exercise oh, yeah, yeah. rocking those reeboks yeah, those big ass yeah. white reeboks so it's like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever there's nobody in the mall or whatever and there's this fucking old man mall walker who i kind of was like shooting the shit with every couple days or whatever you know you get to know these people mm -hmm. just sitting there and uh he came by and he was like yeah did you hear about some guy some you know heavy metal guy was murdered or whatever and i was like I, I was like, damn, I didn't have any idea what he's talking about. And he's like, yeah, something, dime, something. And I was like, what? Like, well, you know, at that point, it's like, whoa, 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 what are you saying? You know? And, like, this is kind of even before, like, cell phones and shit, too, or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, you didn't have, like, the instant, like, oh, yeah, the pull it up. Speed or whatever, yeah. The sweet irony of some 75-year-old mall walker <laughs> pointing that out to a young Ross yeah. who couldn't have been more deep in all things fucking metal back in the day. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, that could have been an MTV News update, maybe, too. I don't oh, know. oh, that dude, it was big. You know what I'm saying? Saying? Look, Kurt Loader jumping yeah. in there. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kurt Loader. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. 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 Kurt Loader with MTV News. <laughs> Did you guys watch uh, this fucking uh, uh, the documentary on Woodstock 99? I yeah. Started, I started to. I started to. Yeah, you remember that shit when it was going on though? Like I was watching it. Obviously, I wasn't there, but watching it on MTV, like holy fuck! Yes, yeah. that's wild. So they had, uh, I believe that's when they had pay per view, and you could uh, buy it through pay per view. I remember yeah. being over Dave's. Uh, actually, speaking of Dave Stark, but yeah, they had it on pay per view. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's what a bunch of the craziness and, uh, was because you could do anything on there. Yeah, and uh, Dave Stark, his mother, rest in peace. Um, she rented it and we watched a bunch of it through the whole weekend and it was and then there was a bunch of That's dumb huge. shit too like we wanted to watch like the shit that was happening whatever it was i think it was like corn right mm -hmm. was that who was playing like corn yeah, they were playing biscuit limp yeah. biscuit i think yeah so um but then they had like i don't want to watch fucking cheryl crow and shit probably. yeah but well that was one of the things dude the mix of people they had yeah, yeah. James Brown and shit was there. It was like, yeah it's crazy yeah, man, it's just like if you're gonna just book a bunch of fucking crazy ass metal bands of that era and like expect, like it was wild because like they like there was no water. They took everybody's water and all that. Like, did you catch all that? I didn't they, catch like, that. I only they, seen like, the first like ten. They fucking years. like uh, confiscated your water as you were going in. Just confiscated everything. So like, and then the water started off at like four bucks a bottle for like one of these bottles. That's a ninety nine. And these kids have no money. Yeah. So, like, nobody had any water. It was, like, 110 degrees on the fucking tarmac out there. Oh, yeah, because it was the airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a kind of perfect and shitty microcosm, right? Like, you take the dichotomy of original Woodstock and just, like, throwing it in the field for the fuck of it. Like, totally for the people. Everybody just doing their thing, you know, just love and freedom and all that stuff. And then, like, yeah. Go ahead and give me every piece of water and food you've got. You can go ahead and grab a $5 bottle back there. It was some bullshit, man. That's fucked, man. Yeah. No, it was a pretty good documentary, though. I enjoyed it. Didn't they fuck up a bunch of shit, though? Did they go crazy and just smash a bunch of shit? Yeah, that's how. That's, that's, that's kind of how it all goes down. Because, like, it basically, like, 
it was just the worst experience. Then they start price gouging. Water gets up to $12 a bottle. Um, the bathrooms were like non-existent. The trash service was non-existent. It was just this fucking like hellscape. And, uh, you know, and it's also of this era, like they're talking about, it was very like, you know, Limp Biscuit and Cornish. It was very bro, like frat boy, like, you know, like yeah. dudes with their shirts off and yeah. their hats backwards. Yeah. Just like, and I mean, like, you know, there's tons of naked chicks running around and like girls are getting raped. Oh, and, like, geez. it was just, yeah, it's not a good scene. Extra, yeah. extra douchey crew all the way around, man. It was yeah. such a fucking shit show. Well, that's, that's when you started, uh, that's when, like, the fucking jocks and weirdo, like, preppy kids and shit started liking, like, almost hard rock because then yeah. it was, like, rap involved. So yeah. then they started branching yeah. over to that and then they were like, yeah. they thought they were hard. It's like the same shit. It was you all know. on Total Request Live. You're right, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Carson Daly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same token, like, <clears throat> let me ask you, like, are you, you're familiar with, uh, obviously everybody's familiar with Slipknot, but like, I don't think they get enough credit from bridging the gap back to like metal. I felt like they right. took what Corn and Lit Biscuit and all that rap rock shit for yeah. a long time even slayer started going weird on like diablos and musica and all that like <clears throat> i feel like slipknot kind of made it back heavier again to right. the metal and that kind of helped make a resurgence of metal and then like kill switch and all that shit started coming out so like i don't know i just think like slipknot deserves a lot of credit from taking that weird woodstock 99 mm -hmm. shit to new metal yeah back to like getting heavier at Ozfest and you know bigger metal bands resurfacing and shit like that like yeah that's true that's I, true you know yeah they were definitely sort of a and it's interesting too because the longevity they've had too because they you know are kind of of an era whereas you know the costumes and you know there was like 10 other bands doing this kind of thing but they really broke out of that and were like they're still the ones that are out there doing it you know and like yeah they, I mean they have huge respect like people fucking love Slipknot you know yeah so and a couple lineup changes there through the years and shit too did a couple guys pass away the drummer or something yeah the drummer passed away the bass player passed away yeah and then the new drummer is uh max weinberg's kid yeah jay jay yeah. weinberg no shit yeah oh jesus um so my wife susan who you just met over there painting she's from iowa and right oh. there where they're from and they used to come in she worked at an art store there and they used to come in and buy art supplies for their masks when they were oh, first no, starting sure. to make their masks, like originally when they were starting out, so they'd be like, yeah, I need paint, you know, we're in a band, and they're like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool as fuck, though. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool. funny. Uh, Dave Matthews rolled in there one time on it, too. Really? He was like on tour or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they're buying like a sketchbook or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, did you guys ever hear the story? This just happened. It was like the anniversary of about the Dave Matthews bus that dumped all that shit all over all those people. Yeah, I heard I uh, somebody, somebody talking about. No. I heard somebody <laughs> talking about it. Maybe it was on the last podcast on the left. Maybe they were talking about it, but yeah. So the story is uh, the Dave Matthews man bus. This happened in like 2011, something like that. Okay. It, on August 8th, was rolling through Chicago and they like stopped on the Chicago River or something. And they like opened their bus's shit tank and were gonna like drain it into the river <laughs> off, of, off a bridge. Like off a bridge. You're right. And there was a fucking passenger cruise, like an open passenger cruise ship, like Chicago River Cruise to, you know, like daily tour thing or oh jesus christ and all that fucking it was like uh, eight, 800 pounds of fucking 
Carter Buford, and <laughs> the other cats, and Dave Madden's man, Boyd Tinsley, right? All their Boyd shit Tinsley spilled all over those motherfuckers. Little Stefan Lafleur, yeah. or whatever that yeah. cat's name was, that bass player. That's one of my favorite bass players. That <laughs> yeah. kid wailed that. That was probably like all vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> No. In fairness, he's from South Africa, right? So that shit's probably common fare over there. He's like, throw it over the edge, get it in the fucking ocean. It's all good. All whole foods. That's why I waited. I caught those guys one time, and like I was always pretty big Dave Matthews fan. And it was a real disappointment though, because I caught him inside a fucking Wings State or not Wings Stadium, but uh, Red Wings Arena back in the day. Where, uh, Joe, Joe Lewis. Lewis, yeah. But you don't want to see those guys indoors. You know, it's kind of the quintessential fucking jam band hippie like gotta see him outdoors smoking right. a joint type yeah. thing so not the best venue but yeah, uh, they were good so. were they good though yeah i mean they fucking play their asses off right as musicians and players yeah. they're fucking money across the board each one of those guys you know? yeah i know they're top-notch players all of them there was the big i remember reading the story when they were first starting to get popular for crash you know right off the bat that uh that kid playing bass for him was like 14 or some shit uh when they so we had to sneak him into bars to play shows because he wasn't even old enough to get in you know it was like uh the uh they were trying to get some bass player and he didn't want to do it and he was like his student okay yeah my student he can fill in and play or whatever but to that guy's like fuck could (laughs) have made a billion dollars you know (laughs) there's still one of the top grossing touring acts out there the guy that passed up the opportunity is under the table and steaming <laughs> hey hey <laughs> it's weird though I, I don't know how you guys feel about this but uh like music around the digital age when everything started becoming streaming and everything i felt like that happened a lot to a lot of the shit that i even listened to like i just like are they still putting out stuff i don't yeah. know i kind of lost and then you start listening to podcasts and books on tape and mm-hmm. all these other things all these other mediums that became popular it's yeah. like even some of my favorite bands put out two or three cds and i never even just went and listened to them right. or bands that i really liked and shit you know what we I mean? are torn in ten thousand different directions right, right? Yeah, and to yeah. your point like you've got every fucking yeah. source of media media here and streaming this and streaming that it's like you lose track you can't keep your eye on all those balls you know yeah and there's so many bands so that's the other thing you know you you like so many shit or so many different types of music or different bands you just kind of forget where to start to even listen to the shit that's why i feel sometimes it's hard yeah. to get like the thing i find is it's like increasingly difficult to get exposed to new bands slash groups or what have you you know outside of the norm like it's always hey tools putting out a new album you know and it's the fallback shit you've been listening to for years but there's just too much stuff to keep up on so like how do you go about finding new music even these days yeah, really, you know new acts is hard yeah. i'm still able to keep up on like like i know like megadeth's putting out a new album like i mean typically up on <laughs> exactly but, like, you know it's like but that old man factor new, kicks in you know? and you just kind of fall out of the loop and it's like yeah back in my you know I think maybe that happens to everybody, but it's harder yeah. than ever now because it's not like a thing where it was like an album is coming out and it's like an event. Yeah. You know? Now it's like, it's all singles and like, I mean, like younger acts and shit, you know? Like, I mean, you know, you're kind of, I mean, like, the kind of hip hop shit you do is, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's more like, do you ever get into more of the pop aspect of the hip hop kind of shit? You know what I mean? Or what What you're doing is more like hardcore hip-hop. Right? It's kind of more like the strange music type bars yeah. and shit like that. But yeah. it just depends on what kind of artists I work with. But most of it's more 
more like underground hip hop shit, I would right, say. Right. You yeah. know, it's not the uh, a lot of the auto tune kind of right. pop songs yeah. or you know female rappers, which is a big thing now. Yeah. Uh, that kind of shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like that shit is like I can't even like it. Literally is it's all the same. Yeah. I'm just like okay, like you know, like the and it's all, everything's just so like it's like okay, it's just like drag and drop, like it, like it's just like a basic trap beat, like. I don't know. I don't, it's like I don't anything else, man. It gets homogenized, and you yeah. figure out the formula, and it's boom, boom, yeah. boom, and this is going to make X amount of dollars, you know? That's exactly... Yeah. Um, I was... There's two things I was going to say to that point. One, uh, I heard that, like, 80% of music that's released now is not mastered. So if that goes to tell you anything, that everybody's releasing so much fucking music and mm -hmm. just whatever, like, oh, you made a song today? Cool, we just put it on all streaming right. platforms, but we right. pay $20 a month or whatever. But also with that, I guess there's even this book out, and um, I was listening to this podcast that I listen to all the time, uh, the Ultimate Recording Machine podcast. Yeah, and it's all about producers and shit like that. But they yeah. had they had like a songwriters month, and they were talking about what you had just brought up was the fact that like there's an actual thing called like the Nashville number system that they literally just have this fucking formula and it's like boom 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 we're mm -hmm. at the chorus by this time and then it's the three choruses and then the last one this is how we transition into it and then it breaks off and then we have these two other options for these other types of songs and that's pretty much yeah. it yeah. And, and a lot of people follow that because at the end of the day you know if, if you're a musician like you're still only like what 20 percent of the audience at the end of the day so mm -hmm. it's like weird when you're a musician and you look at everything like that or a creator you know and kind of know what it takes to go into it and shit but like most people are just people well it's such they an odd thing that they just listen. Care. Yeah. it's like yeah. as long as they got a little catchy melody or something but there's such a weird thing yeah. melody, you know? like you take this thing that's like purely in just an art form, right? In the highest set or definition of the term, this is art. And then you take it and you apply analytics and you break it down and you apply economics and everything else. And then it just kind of becomes this distilled version of what it should be. It's a commodity yeah. instead of an, an art. Yeah. And now that you can't really sell it either, like you used to be able to sell albums. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, even back in the day, like say what you will about record companies, but they were kind of the gatekeepers. Like they were like, this is what you will listen to, yeah. you know, so not as much music was coming out. And that's why everybody used to want to want to have a record deal, right? Yeah. I, I've made that same argument a bunch of times. Like, you know, everything was like, well, we don't need record labels anymore and shit. But now it's like, well, now there's so much shit. And like at least like record people were like they you know the A and R people and whatever were like you know these guys are sweet like this right. will become a thing right like these guys are amazing and you know that's why we have bands that we still listen to now because they were so excellent and now it's like you're saying it's like there's so much shit that nobody wants to even try to listen right. in a way or whatever like yeah. you can't find the good stuff because it takes so long to wade through it all. Yeah. Well, it goes yeah. back to your point about whatever you know x percent of things are mastered now versus the old days it's like you're cutting out the middleman you're also cutting out some of that production value and it's yeah. you know straight to market which is cool in one sense because you yeah. can do your thing and like you might get a chance that you otherwise wouldn't have but if there's some subpar bullshit product like okay there's more crap out there awesome and you know at that at that time then it's just kind of like you got to take it upon your own hands to like build something with it you know but yeah. uh yeah but man if your music shit like it's probably not you're probably not going to be able to get the other shit down either <laughs> right right <laughs>
Also, what I wanted to ask, because this has been on my mind, I, I asked earlier, where were you when you found out Dimebag Daryl was killed? But I was also wondering, do you remember where you were uh, when you found out Michael Jackson was dead? You guys remember that at all? Um, 100%. Here you go. Go. Yeah, go ahead, bro. All right. So to start the day, we were at a Detroit Tigers-Chicago Cubs game which is punishingly hot, dude. It's like 97 degrees. We got dog shit seats because we're just out of college and poor motherfuckers. So up there hanging out. And that was the morning of the uh, Carnival of Chaos show where you guys played that whole weekend. So heard that cruising back from the game on the way to Carnival of Chaos, which is a fucking story in and of itself up there. That whole scene, by the way. He he died that day. Pretty certain, man, yeah. Gotta fact check me might, on this. It might have been like this could be a crisscross situation. Yeah. I might be dead wrong, but I'm pretty certain it was that day, man. I got a text from Brandon Boone, and I was on my way with my dad to a fucking <laughs> to Carnival of Chaos because I was going with Brandon Boone. I'm telling you, it was the okay. day, man. Uh, maybe it was earlier or something, but because he and I were going to get some food or something. Do you guys you ever go to the pita place on uh, Apple? You ever catch I bet. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we were going, and they had a fucking projector on the wall. Like a huge stage to play their news and shit. Like instead of having a TV, they had a projector to play it on the wall. And I remember we were just sitting there watching that shit, fucking eating pitas. They were like pulling his body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. We were like, holy shit, Michael Jackson's dead. Yeah, this shit was out of control, man. I have no memory of that. I have no memories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing too many brain cells. I just don't pay attention to shit like that. Maybe I just was like, yeah. I mean, there's certain ones. That, to me, like the Michael Jackson one, is almost like a fucking, like, where were you when Kennedy was shot or something, you know? That was a big one. Because people forget how fucking, even then, how huge Michael Jackson was. You know, I mean, at that point, he wasn't what he was... 10 15 years before that but like that was the fucking whole thing you know yeah he was uh you have those artists that transcend and he was just one of those artists that transcend i mean he's the greatest yeah. along the way you know the elvis the michael yeah. jackson yeah, yeah the eminem the you know there's just a few that stick out the drake you mm-hmm. know that's kind of the guy now that just sells more than everybody has <laughs> just got this mass popular popularity mm-hmm. and he was definitely one of those guys because like everybody still even with whatever accusations they're still like what a michael jackson song song he's like mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. fuck yeah there's nothing i mean <laughs> he's got to be the greatest entertainer of all time is yeah. he not if you're picking one man like who are you gonna put above mj that's the question like i watched this uh, is there anybody of him doing i don't think so the singing, the dancing, yeah. you'd but fucking during his prime. It just incredible, it went man. so bad after after a while. I got you know it went poorly for him. But I watched this thing. He he got sued by a guy who was claiming that he wrote Thriller. All right, so Michael Jackson had to like go to court and defend himself against this guy. Okay, and it happened in Mexico, and so he's in this Mexican court, and it's Michael Jackson. You know the face, everything. This is he's all messed, you know, and he's like he's, he's like clearly on fucking. Shit. He's melting and he's yeah. on like pain meds and shit like all yeah. the time. But he's sitting there and he's talking about how he's he writes songs and he's he's talking about like no, I wrote that song. It just this, so this and the lawyer's like, well, how do you how do you write a song? And he's like, so usually I just the drums start like this. <laughs> And then it's French horns, and he's doing it. And you're like, but like, I swear to God, guys, I was like, oh my God. 
I was like, this guy is music. Yeah. Like when he was going through that, I was just like, holy shit. And, he was like, and then the vocal line, and it like comes in, and it's like a lot of people can do that, but the way that he was doing it, like it was like perfect. And I was like, holy shit. He's like, and then I just give the demo to Quincy and he liked it and then we just did the song. You know, or whatever. And he was just like, holy fuck, like that was... Yeah, then they find the players to play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell. Like, even being all fucked up like you said he was or whatever, like he, that still was him all mm -hmm. the way to the core. That was who he, I, who he was as a person, how he identified was that fucking, yeah. you know, just music. I mean, you know, his upbringing too, like the militant mm -hmm. fucking practice schedule from the time yeah, he was dude. fucking born, you know, yeah. so obviously that was like just subconsciously burned into him, but yeah. then obviously it was something he still enjoyed and made a fucking dick ton of money. Well, it's like 50 years perfecting your craft, right? What was yeah. he when he passed away? 52, 56? six or something like that yeah. so i mean that's an entire lifetime of mm -hmm. just honing one specific craft and doing it better than anyone well, in that movie, had or has ever done it right? uh what was it this is this is it right yeah the movie where yeah. he died or whatever but he's like they like fuck up or whatever the band like fucks up but it was like because they like cut eight bars or something he's like he was like where did those eight bars go? It was like actually kind of intimidating, you know? And he's like, yeah, sorry, Michael, uh, the music director told us to cut that or whatever. He's like, this is why we rehearse. This is why we rehearse. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> he took that shit serious too, yeah, though, man. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, respect on that. Apparently, he knew like every song, every one of his songs, he knew like the tempo, the key, like, like yeah. just like, encyclopedically like you know but i also um I, I heard rogan say something about how like there was uh you know you he has those accusations against him right but i heard rogan say something about there was rumor or uh the doctor that killed him or whatever said that he yeah. was actually chemically castrated Did yep. you hear about that? yeah 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 yep. i subscribe so to that. yeah so it's i mean probably accurate so that's that's the take on that too you know i mean i i don't know yeah. Well, I mean, I I, that, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, everything, the evidence looks that way. And why would that guy be saying that? And, like, I mean, he's just, he's tiny. His voice is obviously super high. Yeah, he's part of that high, is, yeah. uh, part of that was on purpose. Like, that's even part of why he started doing nose jobs. Oh, um, nasally. And he also talked about that, like, it's a known thing. Like, if you want to sing higher, talk higher all the time, because you just are kind of, like, exercising your voice in a different uh thing that said he was clearly like i mean he's 100 pounds you know no testosterone at all and i think a lot of that is what led into his whole fascination with being friends with little boys and then running that into like essentially a confusion a sexuality confusion of like you know you're chemically castrated you don't have that uh well in a lot of ways you're a small child in a grown man's world right like if yeah. that aspect of your life is cut off and you don't go through all those fucking progressions like and i think he just got confused like sexually and these these boys were like his best friends right. but it was also like a confusing thing for him like i don't know that's my best guess on that <laughs> and i also think there was probably other influence like whatever you know he was probably on some drugs for a long while yeah dealing oh with yeah depression and all yeah. kinds of different shit so well it started when he know, uh, burned his fucking head yeah. at the yep. pepsi thing yep. yep and it was all downhill from there but we did that uh um me and bubba did that podcast about michael jackson uh, this this buddy of mine and 
Buddy Shaves too that we actually lived with. We produced this like seventeen hour long documentary podcast about Michael Jackson. No and shit. I produced just the like I did the production. He did all the uh, the actual like podcast like, like research and the all research that shit. Yeah. And he interviewed essentially literally everybody except for the actual accusers, like the couple of kids. But he interviewed lawyers on both sides. Oh no shit. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was pretty legit. Uh, we actually got kind of fat paid to do it too. It was on the, you guys heard the Luminary podcast network. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was it was one of their first shows. It was like they had like four original shows, and right when they launched, but they didn't promote it at all. But uh, <laughs> but it was so like, thank I'm just thinking about it now. I was like, listen to a lot of people talking a lot of you know it was people is a for and against and like oh he was definitely doing shit to kids yeah. and other people he's definitely not doing shit to kids and just like man it was it was pretty wild he talked to like mj's lawyer and all that shit and like yeah he he, he went after it. uh we had it was it al sharpton who's the guy oh yeah 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 was yeah. on there holy shit yeah that's wild yeah, man. So it's kind of just like mm, you kind of don't know where to land on right. that. Like yeah, something's yeah, yeah. definitely not right here. Yeah, something's know? not right. But at the same time, it's and it's hard to pass judgment if you don't know. And, and you, you got to say really too, he was acquitted right. in court. And you're yeah. like, well, you you weren't on that jury. You know, there was right. a, there's a reason right. why. So I don't yeah. know. Who knows? But goddamn, those are good songs. Yeah. <laughs> besides, besides the fact, you know. I mean, you know. It's weird. It's <laughs> weird because, you know, people still listen to R. Kelly on that, too. So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's fucking weird, too. And he was accused of all that stuff. And yeah. And not near as good as Michael Jackson. Yeah, not even. <laughs> Indeed. That motherfucker was weird, weird, bro. Yeah. I think uh, at some point, though, like all the artists, they're all a little off the rocker in some way or another. That's probably true. Probably all of us artists in some way or another. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> that's kind of what makes us... It takes a special breed to do that thing and do it well, man. Like, sanity is not necessarily a prerequisite, right? Like, gotta be a little fucked up. Did you watch any of the R. Kelly documentaries or anything? <laughs> I, I really I've didn't. Seen it. Yeah. yeah. Surviving R. Kelly or whatever. Yeah, it was a little much, but right. it was just fucking weird. Up. It was a little much. Yeah, <laughs> everything you kind of heard or think you know you it's probably what it is you know what i'm saying you don't need to watch (laughs) i killed it real quick into it honestly i started up in like 15 20 minutes i was like oh this is just going down a real dark hole i don't care to be in person yeah yeah it's it's, yeah he uh a lot of little girls man Mm. like 13 14 year old girls and shit like he would like try to get them in the studio to sing and stuff right and then he would just pretty much like try to dominate them it's fucked up man you get that abuse of power and you get people in that position where they're icons and you're looking up to them and you've got all that ass back and you fucking capitalize on that it's some sketchy shit man it's a real dark place to go down for sure but i'm not i'm not positive but if i do remember correctly um we've already went over this my memory fucking sucks so uh he might have had some shit happen to him when he was a kid. Yeah. No uh, excuses, but usually yeah, that's yeah. the case anyway. Yep. And that's always kind of, you know, that's usually the pattern, something like that, you know. So I believe that's kind of what they went over at a little bit later in that. No excuses, but it's just yep. weird how that... Well, knows. the percentage of people that are involved with that as yeah. adults, like, to you know, mm-hmm. that had that happen to them when they were little, it's, yeah. you know, ridiculous. It's just weird how it's just like, it just keeps going, you know. 
So. Wow, it's really a lively conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were from Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunch yeah. of fucking creepos, man. Because I remember I saw you guys. It was Infinite Design, I think. It was at the intersection. I think it was maybe it was a heavyweights thing or something. Um, did like your brother play in the band for a minute or something? Yeah, okay, that's well, what it was. And I remember watching you guys on the on the floor and like watching your guys' fucking hands like those fucking wrists because you, you were doing a lot of sweeps and shit and like yeah. just being like Jesus <laughs> Christ man these guys are out of control yeah uh, I never got the good at like sweep picking and that, those kind of techniques yeah. you know so that stuff to me is always kind of just like damn that's fucking wow yeah it was one of those things too it's like you kind of look back and like yeah I could have probably played it cleaner but like we really pushed each other like my brother got in the band and he's a bit younger than me like nine years difference mm -hmm. but he was kind of just starting to play guitar but he picked it up very quickly yeah so um he was in the band for a while and it was just cool but at that time like when we first started we just wanted to write the craziest weirdest yeah. riff fucking salad shit that we could right. like whatever so it, a lot of it made no sense, but it was cool to us. So. Right, but that's what I was saying, is that was the lane you were in. That yeah, was yeah. the point. Was yeah, it was supposed to be crazy. And, yeah. yeah, like, yep. you know. Just technique yeah. and, yeah, you know, yeah, precision, fast. You know. Did you like uh, Dillinger Escape Plan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, it reminded me somewhat of that. I never got super yeah. huge into those guys either, but uh, i tell you what, that fucking dude, the singer, Greg. Uh, he's got solo albums. You yeah. ever heard of solo albums? Yeah, they're great. Holy Fuck, they are great. They are fucking great. It's, so, I was like, holy shit, where did this guy, he's doing this? Like, what? So, so he was also just singing on tour for Jerry Cantrell. Yes. And um, he's also in a band that he plays guitar and sings in with the bass player from Mastodon. Dude, killer be killed. Yeah. That's how I, that's fucking dude, awesome. Dude. I was preaching that. I was, yeah. I was going, dude, this killer be killed album. It's like, yeah. this is like the metal album of the year. They're the fucking sick. Dude. Dude, and the, their newest one, because I think they got two albums now, yeah. the, the, this latest one is just like, damn, this is fucking dope. But damn, that guy can sing yeah, too, man. Holy great. shit. I mean, they can all, that's a great, that's a great lineup. So the thing about Dillinger is like when they first started, they were more along the lines of just like that crazy spazzy yes. fucking yep. like almost jazzy and then they break down in that mm -hmm. weird ass. Yeah, and yeah. then but then when they did that album when their singer left and then they did the album with Mike Patton. Did you okay. hear that ever? I no, I didn't. I, that, I remember that. So happening. but that is fucking incredible. Like right. the, the so then they kind of faced this weird position where it's like, oh shit, we had Mike Patton on a record and then our old shit's all weird like this, and then, then Greg he joined the band, and then they had this whole other right. element to him where then they started doing more like singy stuff because he yeah. could sing. Yeah. But he was still fucking crazy in yeah. that band, like jumping off shit. Yeah. Like them guys jumped off their like. Yeah. I seen him with the faceless at the intersection, and like every show they've ever played is just all out balls yeah. and nuts, jumping yeah. around, swinging guitars. We caught Dillinger one time. They who the fuck did they open for? Was yeah. it Coheed? Maybe did they open for Coheed, well, yeah, or am I just mixing I that? Because no, no, the no, drummer they, did he yeah. play with both, or am no, I totally he, making that? But that's up? how they knew each other. Okay, they toured together, and then yeah, that drummer from Dillinger Escape Plan quit Dillinger Escape Plan and joined Coheed and yeah. Cambria. Remember yep. that? Yep. Yeah, which was a bit of a weird. 
was, I mean, you know, never liked like that marriage particularly. Yeah, it was a little weird. I never got super into Dillinger, but like the closest thing to Dillinger I did get into super hard for two years was Fall of Troy. I had a really big Fall of Troy period who I just felt like it was kind of a younger Dillinger, sort like of, not yeah, quite the same thing, but a little rock. same. Yeah. Similar vein, but different. Yeah, and just that it was like super fast, crazy technical. Yeah, but uh, that Dillinger hard. drummer playing with Coheed was just like kind of bad news from the show. Like, he could right, play his right, ass right. off, obviously, but fit wise, like talking about chemistry and stuff earlier. Yeah. That did not seem to be it. Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know. Yeah, man. Kill It Be Killed, though. Yeah. Huge, huge album. Yep. Huh. Uh, when I first heard that, I was like, man, this is fucking great. And then I haven't spent enough time with the newest record that I probably should have. Yeah. But uh, I have listened to it a few times, but I'll get I'll get into it more. I do want to spend some time with that dude's solo record, though. Yeah. Like more of it. It's but, fantastic. But yeah. Yeah, I need to listen to it again, too. Um, but dude, it's fucking good. But uh, that Killer Be Killed on like the last song is like... Well, getting back to just the rocking thing and just like a good, fun album, but still technically well done, but not crazy over the top. Like, it's just fun. Like, it kind of feels like an old school throwback, fucking just hard rock. Like, yeah, you just listen to it and go, yeah, this fucking kicks ass, you know? Yep, exactly. It just kicks ass, man. Like, the production is great on it, but it's not overly done, but it's like good Mm -hmm. riffs, hooks, singing. Like, and then it's cool Mm -hmm. with all three of those guys doing the vocals, too. Like, so... I, I like a lot of people like shit their pants about Mastodon too like and they made a big deal about him like when they first came out and like I was kind of into him but then I watched a few like when I got COVID I was laid up so I just sat there and watched a bunch of YouTube documentaries of uh, like all like different anything I could find of like studio people in the studio or making of or whatever and I watched a Mastodon one and I just like kind of started liking those guys a little more and started getting into their stuff you yeah. know what I mean sometimes it takes like liking the musician first like uh-huh. periphery like a lot of people love those guys and i just kind of was like whatever they sound like a gent yeah. thank you man you know? yeah well, they, i mean he but, invented the word gent yeah <laughs> but then i started watching all their content and shit they started yeah. putting all these behind the scenes stuff out hey this is how we do this this is how yeah. we make this and started helping people and then it's like all right these guys are kind of fucking yeah. cool because i kind of like them as people so that's so always kind of yeah yeah music, you know yeah. what i mean so it kind of sometimes you got to bridge that gap mm-hmm. the other but like we're in this world now where it's like you used to just hear the music for what it was but now it's like you almost kind of like the person first yeah. and what they stand for first yeah. and then you get into the well, art afterwards yeah that was the cool thing when i caught mastodon because i think that was my first exposure to him was live and it was like all right you know this is just a fun fucking rock show you know mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot of the radio stuff it wasn't like oh here's some xyz like generic radio song we're gonna put off that's gonna you know hit the biggest population or whatever so caught those guys live and just wailed and it was fucking fun show man it's I, a good old-fashioned uh, fun show Misha, no oh yeah yeah i got a selfie with him that's cool got a hand job for him <laughs> <laughs> Misha, Misha. Uh, shout out to bulb he calls himself bulb or whatever but he actually coined the word gem but that was always their whole thing was like they started on myspace and it was just like being like a, almost like more of a personality and then he kind yeah. of put that band together and just all these killer people and whatever um, I've seen Mastodon probably like six times or something. Oh, really? I'm not like a super fan, but um, I'm a fan for sure. And uh, they are always just playing with all the other bands that I am huge fans of. Yeah, that's yeah. right in my wheelhouse. So it's always Mastodon and Opeth or whatever. That yeah. was the last show I saw uh, in Detroit was Opeth and Mastodon playing. And dude, Mastodon fucking slayed. We were both like, oh my god, they are firing on all cylinders. Because that new record's huge, great record, and it was really well received, you know. And uh, so they're just kind of like on a high, and they're just like 
and just firing on all cylinders. Everybody's healthy. Um, you know, they're just like, I think the one guitarist dude like quit drinking even and shit. So, you know, they're just like, and we're just like, holy fuck. Because I've always kind of like hated, not hated, but I've, I've always been a bit of a hater on the drummer and his style to me. Too much. Uh, it's a little too much and it's always kind of, he always kind of plays like the same fills yeah. over and over. But man, I mean like, but mad props. I mean, he's fucking great. No, yeah. What can I say? It's not like he's, obviously he's a fucking great drummer, but. In general, though, man, like, I love me some Mastodon, but also they're not exactly reinventing the wheel tune-wise. You know, Mastodon's yeah. pretty much, or Mastodon's pretty, you know, it's down the middle. It is what it is, you know, so, yeah. like, a little bit of Mastodon goes a long way. So, yeah. But, yeah. I, like, I, I only feel like you, how how could you not always kind of play the same thing? Like, you've got to up with that many yeah. fucking different drum fills. 100%. Right, right, right. 100%. I'm not, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. No, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, yeah. like, that style leads uh -huh. to, like, that, okay, you could do that for so long, but, like, the where the creativity, like, ends is where, like, how many times can you yeah. do, like, you know, how many fucking yeah. songs you got now? 70 songs exactly. and you're doing the... Yeah. I mean, what you are a drummer, you only got five options. Yeah, yeah. You got so many drums you can hit. Right. So if that's your style, like, fuck, man. He is a preposterously tall man. I didn't meet him, but I ran into him outside of the intersection. He was out there walking around one of the shows, and... He's super tall. Yeah. He's a tall dude. And like that's why he's got that kind of like cuz he sings all the time now too and he's got that like kind of like piping kind of voice. Yeah, he know? um he writes most all of that shit too. Yeah. All the all the lyrics and everything. Yeah, yeah. But like the, he help, I mean he works with the other guys and puts the vocal patterns and stuff together, but yeah. most of that is driven by him and I didn't know that either. I didn't know he was such a yeah, you know, integral he, part. Yeah, of he's that definitely kind of like, a, especially like logistically or whatever, you know. But uh, the fucking uh, the dude though is Bill Kelleher, man. The guy, the only guy that doesn't sing. He's the guy who actually writes most of those songs. Yeah, like, like the, the riffs, riffs and, shit, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, like it's all coming from him. And like that dude's a fucking beast on yeah. the guitar, man. First time, well, maybe like the second time I saw him when I was watching, because again, he doesn't get the props because he's not singing yeah. or whatever in a way. But I was watching and I was like, oh, that's the guy. Like, I called it, yeah. man. I was like, that's the guy who's fucking yeah. crushing it. He's like, I don't need to sing. Indeed. <laughs> My riffs are so yeah, huge. Yeah, I the rest of this shit. We saw Mastodon <laughs> once. Uh, you might have even been there, uh, Shay, man. That he fucking, uh, that guy uh, had been, like, flown out to the hospital that day with, like, paint, or, uh, what the fuck's the shit that explodes in your stomach? Your fucking, not your pancreas, your, uh, Appendix. Yeah. Oh, appendix yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the point is, he wasn't there. And they so it was just the three of them, and they came out, and they're like, Here, here's what's going on. Our guitarist is out. He's sick. He's in the hospital. But we kind of decided, like, show must go on. And, uh, like, the dude from High on Fire came out and did, like, three songs with him. He, like, learned them, like, that day. And he's just, they're just like, sorry, don't know what to tell you. We're just going to play our songs. And just like, so it was just, it was weird, you know. It's cool, huh? Yeah, Fuck. The show must go on. Got to throw it down, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Give it the old college try, regardless. Yeah, I've seen Mastodon a fucking bunch of times. And uh, to finish up on that is my favorite album of theirs is Crack the Sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's definitely the one. And yeah. it has that video to it, which, you know, it's kind of like, I've been trying to do all that shit myself always. Just have like the video that goes along with it and stuff. And it's just so awesome. And uh, I saw them do that show with uh, 
uh, Death Clock <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Detroit, and that was of all the concerts I've ever seen, that was the loudest concert I've ever been at. The kick drums were like painful, like like the sub of it, like in your chest, like the physicalness of the sound was like we were like three rows back, and we were like, holy fucking like like both of you guys, I've seen a lot of concerts, you know, and like. And we were just like, this is like ridiculous. But it was also a fucking amazing show. Both those bands absolutely crushed it that show. Clock just screamed. Yeah, it's Gene Holden, yeah. And and Death Clock played first, so that was the uh those kick drums. Oh yeah, that's fucking just that's where you gotta like uh sidechain that sub when the motherfuckers are beating that fast sometimes because if not it's just too overbearing. Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. Alright, shit, man. We got any fucking any news we can talk about here? Get this bad boy booted up here. <laughs> Cue the sounder. <laughs> we got it. And go. <laughs> the Dangerville Podcast presents News of the World. Alright, so we got a story about a drunken hillbilly riding a vehicle. In a spot they shouldn't be riding. I'm going to give you one guess at the state, my friend. That's all you're going to need. Florida. Of course it's Florida. All right. So a woman arrested for driving a golf cart down the center lane of Florida's busiest interstate <laughs> with a bag bottle of Tennessee fire and whiskey in hand because that's got to be done. So she's reported by a semi-truck driver who, quote, steers her off of the road. Uh-huh. So... The uh, the skill of the semi truck driver can't be fucking overstated, <laughs> right? Like, I gently, gently guided this twenty pound golf cart to the side of the road, but yeah, the cops pulled their over. She's like, I gotta get my bag. I need my bag, and they fucking look inside, and of course, she's shit faced on that Tennessee wire whiskey. So she was getting a, a bag, a bag of weed or something. No, no, like a brown bag covering oh, the. You know, she's oh, referring she to her bag. Sure she's got to get you know to straight out of her mind. Don't have well, a license, but she's just trying to drive the golf cart to get the whiskey. Yep, gotta get down to the liquor stuff. Right. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's fucking sure. hilarious. Did it say what happened to her? She get put in jail or anything? I don't know. It's Florida, man. I would assume they just let her go with a slap on the wrist. Or like, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. That's She's some Florida shit. Florida people, yeah, dude. Florida people be doing Florida things. You know, it's kind of yeah. the cop was like Mary. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> we got the council meeting on Tuesday. It's gonna be yeah. yeah. This is mob. Damn it, mob! <laughs> get off the golf cart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got a new restaurant in beverly hills opening up that's an exact replica of the golden girls set it's <laughs> just pretty awesome right so this restaurant's open from three in the morning to one in the afternoon for the patrons that want to catch a late night meal you know wow they're specializing in a wide range of easy to chew foods they've got mashed potatoes really? some puree carries and shit no these are all old people's zingers let's catch up here ross let's catch up I got a million of them here. I thought for real. <laughs> really serving fucking mashed potatoes. Like. Yeah, I was like, man, that's quite a branding thing. The truth is the like, best comedy. I mean, I assume this is all true. I don't know. The uh, the only dessert on the menu is a single Werther's butterscotch yeah. candy. Yeah, that's that's what the waitress yeah, keeping the uh, keeping the temperature at a brisk eighty five degrees, but they do have a wider range of uh, you know crocheted blankets up in the front to stay warm. So yeah. Also, true story. There's a Golden Con Festival, a fucking Golden Girls convention yeah. that lives on to this day. This is still a thing. People, man, I do love some Golden Girls, man. Like, uh, 
And Wonder Woman's like a gay dude, man. I think in the gay community, the Golden Girls are huge. This is a shocking turn of events. Uh, uh, I'm telling you. I want to know if you're bland, if you're a bland, yeah. sure, uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Superior taste. It was a great show. In fairness, it was a funny fucking show. It's so weird. Uh, all the sub subgenres of fucking everything now. Everybody's got. You know, <laughs> there's like a fucking knitting group on Reddit, and you know what I mean. It's just like so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a look. bunch of people talking about Golden Girl. Was that, was that Betty White or whatever? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Betty White. The other two. B. Arthur. Yeah. Good call. It's a huge pull. <laughs> If you hit this trifecta here, it's going to be more impressive than calling the... Uh, old, old one? I don't know. I don't think so. I think she was the other one. I think she might have been the old maybe, one. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, yeah. In fairness, they were all pretty old, yeah, older. Than that, you know, yeah. They were only like in their 50s yeah, or something. They were old. We were, we were, we were like 10. Show. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, they're old. But yeah, because like, that's a weird... Uh, like It's probably not an original thought, but like people now in their 50s are looking at J-Lo and shit yeah. you know or whatever yeah. it's like that. Jennifer it's like, Aniston <laughs> it's like 55 and they're like the golden girl right <laughs> no it's like Jay-Z still fucking you know indeed yeah, yeah, yeah dude, Jennifer and Jesus <laughs> still talking about selling drugs <laughs> <laughs> Toby ass gut spilling out of the beater just like that alright so bats infested in Nevada fire station, forcing it to close for the second time in seven years, man. Wow. I can sympathize. Do you remember uh, that big ass greenhouse, that little boot room we had back in the day on a wall yeah. street downtown, like me and, uh, you know, those other four cats. So we had that fucking Sir Bats a lot <laughs> lived out in that little garage and was always flying around. Yeah. I got a bat that's steady attacking me when I go out at night in my garage. You're a real pain in the ass. But anyway. It infested the whole thing. Yeah, dude. Like multiple bats forced the yeah. fire station to close down. And it's apparently wow. a fucking pain in the ass to get well, bats out. Be, like uh, shitting all over in there. Like, yeah, dude. Guano for days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah got that guano. <laughs> dude. Selling that guano. Right. Ace Ventura style. <laughs> so it's the fire station you said? Yeah, some fire station the bat a second time like who you call to get a bat out of your house firehouse 42 <laughs> hey uh, we, <laughs> the calling from their wife's phone you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah with the uh fire chief station uh, guy when they asked about it, you know he said uh i want to make firemen more than men i want to make them a symbol it's <laughs> my Batman impression. That's my bail. That's good material, right? Solid nice stuff, job. lackluster response. Eh? Nice job. Commissioner Gordon is unavailable for comment on all this, but all right. So there's an election to fill a vacant seat in the South Carolina Town Council Board. It ended when no one submitted for candidacy. So they're straight doing this, just write in ballots, and then apparently you're on the board, whoever gets the most random writing ballots. So my right. question to you is, do you want to move to South Carolina, <laughs> go head-to-head, and fucking run this town, bro? Uh, yes. Gotta yes, have it. Yes. So you just, I mean, it's like, you ever catch those things, uh, like Bodie McBoatface? Never leave anything up to the public. <laughs> Huge Johnson wins in a landslide. Huge <laughs> Johnson. They had, well, exactly. They had these uh, these competition. It was like uh, the like name this boat, whatever gets the most. It was like a huge like government science vessel or something like yeah multi-million dollar project or whatever and it was like this big thing and the top one was you know it's the fucking internet so was Bodie McBoatface (laughs) (laughs) and there's one now in uh, England that's something about like the like 
teeny tiny eeny weeny fucking and it's like a fucking like destroyer or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like never leave fucking anything up to the public the internet will just fucking dominate that yeah not a good idea not yeah. a good move dude. <laughs> all right so you were talking about this one i gotta lean on you for this one brother amber heard apparently a multi-million dollar deal to star in an adult oh, film no, have you seen this have you heard about this yeah, no they 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 offered her okay multi-million dollars which i'm sure at all i'm sure probably every fucking porn company which she promptly took yeah continue she owes johnny a bunch of money so she gotta figure out how she's gonna do that because they like Literally, you're going to take her face out of fucking Aquaman because <laughs> the, the TikTokers are raging. Well, no, I was joking that uh, this, this deal, the, the fucking thing about the deal is she has to do the porn with Johnny Depp. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Captain Jack. Amber's turd, a Johnny Depp story, dude. <laughs> she has to take on Johnny Depp in all of his different roles. <laughs> you know, she fucks Jack Sparrow. She fucks up her scissor hands. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanics of that last one seem problematic. And the disastrous consequences, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I doubt she'd be taking that. I don't know, man. She apparently declared for bankruptcy after the I trial. Heard rumors so. of different shit, man. Like, oh, she had to sell her house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much of that shit's true. I don't you know, know what? You know what really sucks about the whole thing is I remember when I first seen her, I was like. Holy shit, that girl's hot yeah. as hell. I remember every time I seen her in any movie, and then I like went back and watched uh What the fuck is that show? My wife watched it all the time. It's like a um they're like FBI profiling agents or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, Mind criminal minds. Criminal minds, yeah. And like every episode's the same. Yeah. Like they always have like the rundown where all seven of them are standing there and they take turns talking. It goes around the room of the, where they crack the code of the killer. Oh, literally okay. in every yeah. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. single episode, they catch the killer in the act. Getting yeah. back to the formula, man. Yeah. Formula works. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Like, it's like not a terrible show, but like, I always just rag on it so bad because it's just so weird. Like, you know. Starring the husband from Dharma and Greg. Do you, do you remember that, cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I try not to talk over other people, but sometimes you just do. But like, when it's a show like that, it's just like camera angle you camera angle you mm -hmm. camera, you know, like it's just everything so like weirdly yeah so is she in that yeah. show though so yeah i remember seeing her in that show like uh she was just like in an episode and in that show i remember being like man she's, that girl's fucking hot then i realized yeah. it was her and then i seen her in a few other things then just this year we realized how fucking weird and crazy she was well, maybe it was last year but yeah because rogan was saying that they uh they did some kind of like computer thing this is before all that but they tried to figure out like computer and math wise like who the most beautiful person on earth is or something based on the like symmetry of their face oh yeah, and yeah. it's always about and the jaw she issue. was and it was her like it was whatever i'm sure they ran a hundred celebrities or yeah it. so just on yeah. like uh yeah symmetry and uh, yeah, whatever whatever jawline is like mm -hmm. how it one of the big things, so she's got those big eyes, and that's like an ingrained yeah. human characteristic because you instinctively like love and want to take care of children who have oh. big eyes. So that tends to translate to sexual attraction in adulthood. Yeah, God. Hey, dropping go. some knowledge. There you yeah, Dangerville podcast knowledge <laughs> nugget of the day. I did not know that. We got to get a knowledge nugget segment. There you go. <laughs> Talking about alliteration, it's a win-win. Good stuff. Indeed. Right. 
No, she'll be on OnlyFans immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll do okay. Right. I'm sure she'll land on her feet. Yeah. Yeah. Or her back, one of the two. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no one will be talking about it in six months anyway. Yeah. Right. All right, so officials are working to determine what caused the 656-foot deep sinkhole or a sinkhole in Chilean mining town Tierra Amarillo. They are apparently baffled that there is an enormous collapse on the site upon which they dig enormous fucking <laughs> tunnels and mine underneath it. So think we just solved the fucking case there you're welcome chile removing the uh minerals from beneath the earth yeah, that's something to do. yeah. taking out the crust underneath yeah. how deep did you say it was 656 feet Holy shit, it was man. something like i don't remember exactly but like 100 washington monuments or some shit could fit in this thing some absurd number but jesus Christ. just baffled what caused this mysterious sinkhole with yeah, fucking Hundred mile tunnels being dug directly underneath this fucking site. It's baffling information. All right, and a sad note here, a sad one. Olivia Newton John passes away at the tender age of seventy three. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. Did you hear what? Uh, uh... <laughs> Always got some cooked up here, folks. <laughs> Wait for it. John Travolta was quoted as saying, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> <laughs> he's got a million of them folks that's good material Jesus not gonna let <laughs> by the way in uh googling olivia newton john's death she's still like pretty good at 73 yeah, bro i'm man. not gonna lie man it's a damn shame God, yeah well, summer nights man <laughs> all right man well that was fucking awesome thank you for coming out oh yeah I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, I hopefully we got that fucking first intro shit. Yep. We'll see, you know, whatever. It's all good. Man. Uh, yeah, man. It was really fun having you out. Yeah, I appreciate some it. shit, man. Uh, we'll have we'll, we'll have you back out. We'll do it again. You know, yeah, get for a, sure. I like talking music with you. Yeah, you know? for sure, man. It's good shit. All right, anybody got any fucking other uh, huge fucking things I got to talk about? No, man. I just uh, thanks right. for your thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on, man. It was cool just to hang out. And yeah, for sure. Kind of our second time we got to just hang out bullshit so. yeah cool chat for sure man cool good to meet you sir hell yeah man let's keep it going all right, all right peace, peace out everybody peace, peace.